Ken Rinpoche uh, was born in Ladakh in northern India, which is a region of India that has much Tibetan cultural influence. And as a young boy, he was very interested in Buddhism, and Ladakhis tend to be Tibetan Buddhists. And he walked across the mountains with his father to Tibet, and he joined a monastery there. And he was in Tibet studying for many years until the Chinese invaded. They invaded in 1949-1950, and the Tibetans tolerated the Chinese rule for a while until in 1959 His Holiness the Dalai Lama decided to leave, and Ken Rinpoche left shortly after that and was in exile uh, to India. And he's been in India since then, uh, studying a lot, but since the early 1980s, he's come to the United States, and he teaches in the United States regularly. He comes almost every year. Uh, he spends maybe about six months a year in the United States. He has very close friends that uh, host him and sponsor his activities in Maine, as well as in California, and I've gotten connected with these friends I didn't know before. Remarkably supportive people who really love him and invite him every year, and who help him raise money for his monastery in India as well. Uh, he also visits Oklahoma, Texas, Wyoming, uh, Massachusetts and various other places and he does events like this, gives TV interviews, uh, teaches more formal Buddhist Dharma sessions to religious groups, teaches meditation and whatnot. So he's a bit of a celebrity in some circles in the US and now I'm very happy to add Colorado to the list. Excuse me, I'm choking up because it's a really wonderful thing. He has um, been running a monastery in India for a while. His Holiness the Dalai Lama asked him several years ago if he would be the abbot of a monastery called the Tashi Lumpo Monastery. The Tashi Lumpo Monastery in Tibet has been since the 15th century the seat of a very famous lama in Tibet named the Panchen Lama. And in Tibetan history, the Panchen Lama and the Dalai Lama have almost equal status. Many Tibetans will call them the sun and the moon. The Panchen Lama for many years, for many centuries, was the one who selected the reincarnation and approved the reincarnation of the Dalai Lama, and the Dalai Lama would do that in reverse. They're really significant people in Tibetan history. Um, the Tibetans have planted many monasteries in exile in India, and the Tashi Lumpa Monastery is one of them. It's not thriving as well in Tibet under Chinese rule as it used to. The Dalai Lama asked Ken Rinpoche many years ago if he would become the abbot of this monastery in exile, and he very humbly refused because he was too busy building his own school up in Ladakh, a K-12 school for children in the countryside of Ladakh. And until he could get the school on its own feet, he didn't want to take over new duties. But a few years ago, the school pretty much got on its own feet thanks to the funding of many generous Westerners and others. And now he's working half-time at Tashilumpa Monastery, sort of doing the Panchen Lama's role, which is a remarkable honor. And he acceded to the Dalai Lama's request in that regard. We're very, very lucky to have him here tonight. And tonight's conversation, which will be between Ken Rinpoche and myself, will be on the topics of love, compassion, and forgiveness from the Buddhist perspective. So we will start off with a brief pair that Ken Rinpoche will give us in Tibetan, and then we will launch into this evening's conversation up on stage, and afterwards we will have time for questions. Yeah, a few of you will be permitted to raise your hands. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to do a pair? Okay. <coughs> Hungia Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
at the uh, hmm? <laughs> and do you want to start with something? No, uh, it is uh, the tonight topic is told in the love, compassion, and uh, forgiveness according to in uh, Tibetan Buddhism or Buddhism. Hmm. Uh, <coughs> I'm supposed to, he's going to question me, I'm supposed to answer him. <laughs> so all you are the judges. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to give after no <laughs> You have to give a score? A score. <laughs> <laughs> so it one and so maybe sometimes you should give me more score. <laughs> because I have a thick accent. Thick accent. <laughs> incorrect English. Broken English or speaking. So so I will answer question. I think that's the he and David wants to do wants to do. So go ahead, question mm -hmm. answer. Then other you know, the besides you have a new question, anyone welcome. Here today I think I think maybe you're coming here many I notice here many young, old, middle, all of here gather not coming to <laughs> you know uh, what's it show being polite me. Okay. Yeah, one remember one what I'm going to share with you, but I don't have to share something special with you. But I will start to do the best what is you know, the questions, the answer. Then any you have question, please welcome. Thank you. We decided on a kind of question-answer discussion dialogue for a variety of reasons. One, because I love to talk in public. And I thought this might be the largest crowd I'd ever have a chance to speak in front of. <laughs> but also because um, I've been with Rinpoche before, and we've accidentally got into teaching together, because sometimes people in the audience do have a hard time understanding some of his words. And so they'd ask me to explain, and I'd interrupt. So this way, I can kind of clarify as we go along. So. Um, or <laughs> he can clarify as I go along. <laughs> Before your question, in uh, Buddhist uh, case, this love and the compassion very central role to um, get rich enlightenment, become Buddha. So the Buddhist, especially Buddhist main goal to reach enlightenment, not only particular beings. Everyone, and everyone have this, the seed of Buddhahood. So the love, compassion is think another highway road to how to get in uh, enlightenment country. Okay, so that's important. So this, I think, question. Then again, the the next one is the how to come forgiveness. Sometimes we are on a uh, miss the exit, <laughs> then you can give excuse. Oh, <laughs> uh, you are you let sometimes you can give excuse. I was uh, the mistake and I exit or wrong, then I get let little bit. So then we have to give how to give ourselves something we have done wrong and give excuse. Hmm. That's it. Yes, good. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. We discussed just before the meeting whether or not we would launch directly into the questions or he would give a brief introduction like that. 
And I told him, I'm not sure because I don't think you can give a brief introduction. Because <laughs> I've heard him talk. He's like me. He can go on forever. But that was very good, Rinpoche. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, it's helpful. What he gave, of course, was just a brief, in case you couldn't grasp everything, um, contextual summary. That the topics of love and compassion and forgiveness are central in the Buddhist tradition because the goal of enlightenment in the Buddhist tradition, which is the goal of Buddhahood, which is seen as an awakened state wherein one has the skills of what they call perfected wisdom and perfected compassion, with the ability to fully achieve one's own happiness and the welfare of others. That that state of mind is achieved by practicing love, compassion, and forgiveness. So the topics here are seen as sort of the highway to this goal of human transformation known as Buddhahood. So that's the context. We're not just talking about love and compassion in the abstract, but within the vision of a Buddhist path of human evolution. With evolution within a given lifetime, or across lifetimes, not Darwinian evolution. It's a bit different, but I won't go there. Okay, okay question one. Rinpoche, um, in order to authentically love other people, do you feel that we have to learn how to love ourselves first? Authentically. You have to explain first to me. Authentically, <laughs> I already did. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, sincerely, oh, okay. truly. That's good. <laughs> skillfully. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to love yourself. If you don't love yourself, if you don't like yourself, how can you, you love others? You understand? Mm -hmm. You love others. Make sure you love yourself, or make sure yourself you cares yourself. If you cares yourself, then you can cares others, using the same how um, no, I like no, something like I like happiness. Others, no, I don't want suffering. So then same way, my friend want happiness, and uh, or not my. Enemy wants happiness, that kind of. So this, you can make this. We could be, uh, love is important to care ourselves. But isn't it possible that if we care for ourselves that we can get stuck in just loving, for our, loving ourselves and that we won't extend that to others? That different on what your love means is your self-centered love. Yeah. Then you're stuck and not good. You love because you want to help others. That love is good. Now you remember other kindness. You notice how important in your life for other support, other help. That love, and then therefore, then you love yourself. Because, you know, you're loving yourself because I have to get opportunity to share my experience, my knowledge, my understanding. Mm. So that you're saying that the, the love that you have for yourself is not just a love that's limited to yourself, yeah. but it's a love of the potential and the ability that you have to actually bring benefit to other beings as well. So it's yeah. a kind of love that includes your capacity to share. That, that's, that is self-love. Yeah. I think maybe I can be wrong. <laughs> you're the judge. <laughs> My, you know, you know, explanation. The thing is, this complicated question actually in the, in the, in traditionally this kind of question never comes. You know? 
this is welcome to America. Tibetan <laughs> and American questions. So I don't have the real, uh, how should say, the understanding of the 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 what the American tradition. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm giving the right answer or not. No, I think your answer is very good. Uh, it's funny when he and I were exploring these things together. I would ask some question like this, you know, do we have to love ourselves first? And he would say, Why do you ask this question? You know, uh, of course. But I know that it's a question that many people uh, ask uh, in, in America. You know, the notion you, you can't truly love others until you've loved yourself. Um, but another How question. One question this has actually. Hmm. What do you mean, love ourselves, myself? What do you mean, love me? What do you think, to love me, hmm. myself, love? What do you, what do you think, and why you questioning I love myself? You want me to answer that? Yeah. <laughs> when I say that I love myself or that people love themselves, to me the meaning is that they, they care for their own well-being, yeah. they want themselves to be happy, yeah. they don't want themselves to have suffering. In that case, then you love because you care for yourself. Care for yourself. Oh, yeah, that's good. The preposition my. Preposition. A <laughs> job skips. He told me to insert prepositions for him. <laughs> so, no, you know, we care ourselves, especially in Buddhist teachings. We speak about the, the human life, precious, rare, important. So you, your life is important in order to help others. Therefore, you learn how to care yourself. Do you understand? Does that make sense? that your life is important because of the opportunities you have to bring benefit to others. And because those opportunities are so precious, you should care for yourself so that you allow the maximization of that potential. Think in a, according to in Buddhism, there are no beginning and there are no end. So it's in beginning, less time we now comes, goes, comes, goes, but we don't remember what happened in the rest of the life. But today life, we remember. What kind of person myself? I'm good person, bad person, okay, or <laughs> with the naughty kind <laughs> compassion. So that no, then you really appreciate your life. Mm -hmm. You're important. Well, I'm lucky. I have physically wealthy, wealth, 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 mentally stable, and I get education by the kindness of my parents. They, college, university, all the colleagues support. So today, often for me to share my knowledge with us, therefore I um, appreciate myself, I love myself. <laughs> but it sounds as if that love is also a kind of gratitude. Gratitude, again, explain me. Uh, gratitude means a feeling of thanks. Uh, so yeah, aren't you talking about how you are thankful for yourself? Oh yeah, you, everything you, that has been given yeah, to you, so that sure. you can give. When you while you're doing good things, then you have to thank yourself. When you're doing something wrong, then then you have to blame yourself. Blame yourself. Yeah, that's the you have to. That's that way you have to practice. When you're doing very well, don't let your pride go. So, oh good, David, you've done a good job today. Uh, good. Tomorrow, I should do much better. If you done notice today you did something wrong. Yesterday David was bad. He did wrong. 
I'm not going to allow you to do again and again. Be careful, I'm going to torture you. Talk, talk to yourself. That's the way I have to mm -hmm. bring up the fact. Thank you. <laughs> I will. <laughs> why do you think that when, when we talk about the importance of self-love, why, why isn't that selfish? Hmm? Why isn't it selfish? Selfish, not this, not selfish. Selfish and uh, love is different. Selfish is just cares yourself. You don't care other at all. That is selfish. I, I want the best car. I want nice house. I want I, 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 me, 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 me. That's selfish. Hmm. I want nice car. I want money. I want job. I want, uh, no, if I have job, and a good job, that pay me money, then I, it makes my life easy. I can pay my rent, I can pay my car, everything. Then I ha have peace, I have time, so I can work for the benefit of others. Mm. Then you're using the job, the money. I can, at least I'm not able to help my other beings. At least I can please my boss, mm. my family, my friends. Mm. Then you're not selfish. You care so that therefore you're doing very well, so working hard. So what you are calling self-love actually is not contradicting or in opposition to loving others. It's actually a foundation for foundation. loving others. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next it's question. It's okay, correct or not? <laughs> you should say something. <laughs> you should say something. The audience? Okay. You, you want to take questions? No, no. Oh, no. Me? If, if we are saying, Maybe I'm wrong, he's wrong, maybe he's wrong, right? <laughs> no, well, I, I turned the angle of my chair here so we wouldn't quite be in the same position. I want you to be facing the audience and I'm facing you. I think you are the main person tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You too. Okay, okay. <laughs> right arm doesn't work. Now you need the left hand support. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, I, I would only feel like being redundant in saying that what he's saying, I think, is actually quite remarkable if you think about it that if you think about what he's talking about in terms of how you should cherish yourself and care for yourself, how he expresses that it is in a way that it's not being at all selfish or to the exclusion of others, that cherishing yourself should be cherishing those qualities within you that can bring happiness to others. And in the Tibetan tradition or the Buddhist tradition in general, the simple psychological logic here is that we are actually at our best as human beings. We are our most content and our most satisfied when we are working with and for others. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you think about how much time you spend trying to accomplish things for yourself and, and how happy that makes you, it's not as happy as when you work actually for others and when you're working with others. It seems that some of, and I would like to ask you this, don't, don't you think, Rinpoche, that some of our most satisfied and fulfilled and happiest moments as human beings come from our relationships with others? Do you think that's true? Happiness. Some of our happiest moments in life yeah. come from our relationships with others. It also comes from relationship others with others. Also come from some your own, uh, what to say, uh, your satisfaction. Satisfaction. Satisfaction with what? With house, with job, <laughs> with life, with friend, with country, with the society. Mm. 
even if we're not using those for others, even just for ourselves, no, that satisfaction. We, you, you, we're using not, not even the, the, we're using. Hmm. Without other, we cannot survive. Hmm. Without the country, we cannot live. Without hmm. the house, we cannot use. Hmm. We directly not, but, but we depend upon all everything. Hmm. But again, it sounds they, like. If these people didn't come, what we going to, to whom we are going, we are going to talk? <laughs> <laughs> Our defender, you and me, he's sitting, he's sitting, and who's going to listen? <laughs> <laughs> so the devils will listen. They will listen, then I lost interest. <laughs> you lost interest, so nothing. No? Mm. But again, it sounds like you're talking about gratitude. Yeah. That is, you know, the pleasures that we have, the houses and the cars, this building, this wonderful opportunity to talk. It comes from the work of others, from the effort of others. We don't get it by ourselves. Uh, Which again seems to be gratitude. You seem to come back to this point. Our effort, other support. Support, yeah. Other support, our own uh, effort. Hmm. Hmm. There's two come together. Hmm. As I told earlier, need both arms. Other right hand, your left hand. Hmm. Then you are together. So not just gratitude, which is a kind of passive mind, but passive and active both. He just answered the next two questions. <laughs> <laughs> I need my glasses now. <laughs> just one minute. Sorry. <laughs> Is it not my problem? <laughs> We're going to move to the topic of forgiveness for a moment. Uh. Um, I think my first question here, Rinpoche, will be rather general. I'll rephrase it. Um, how do you think we can best practice forgiveness toward other people? How can we practice forgiveness towards others? Best practice? Yeah. How can we do it well? With patience. With patience? Yeah, patience. Mm. Yeah. What, if, what? You, if you have deep, strong, love, and patience, you can give. You can be very good. Giving the best forgiveness. Mm. You know, you have compassion for others. Then you don't want to harm them. They don't want to uh, uh, cause them problem. Mm. Then you have forgiveness. Mm. Then what was uh, the, the uh, passion? Mm. You understand what they said. You really cares them. You're being patient, being kind. That best or not, then you are forgiving. You are not letting your anger out. You are not running under your own ego. Mm. You care so that therefore you being patient, therefore you being kind to others. W- what do you think it means to forgive others? What, what does that mean? Rinpoche and I were having a discussion earlier um, about the word forgiveness and whether or not there is a technical, philosophical, or ethical term in Buddhist texts for forgiveness. And I don't know of one, but my knowledge of Buddhist texts is not nearly as vast as his. But he said, well, there is one, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> and which I think pointed to the fact that there may not be a central term. And yet, as he was describing earlier, and I want to ask him more about this, it seems that many other Buddhist concepts, such as compassion and patience, seem to build toward the practice of forgiveness, although they don't quite use the word forgiveness as we do. 
So what do you think forgiveness is? Sometimes really? I think the forgiveness is giving you an excuse, eh? right? Giving an excuse to another person. To, to another person. Giving them permission for what uh, they've done. Permission, no, yeah, yeah. That's what you said You're earlier. You're not parting back to them. No. Mm. Okay, I'm letting you do whatever you want, whatever you do, it doesn't bother me. Mm. That's your forgiveness. No? Mm. Uh, if you don't want to give forgive, then you want to challenge them. So you have being polite, being compassionate, to being you know, patient, hmm. to understand very well others, then you feel, then, then you also care so that therefore, then you give the forgiveness. Hmm. That's my, you know, in the in Tibetan tradition, I don't know, usually we not use that kind of, we have this, but same, not same, this one coming from Christian tradition forgiveness. No? Yes. I think that's my understanding, this forgiveness. You understand very well others, then concern others. Therefore, then you don't want to hurt other feelings. Mm. You want to help others. For me, it means forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So if someone else has done something which harmed you, yeah. and you say forgiveness is like giving them an excuse for that, kind of giving them permission. Do we keep giving permission and keep no. giving excuses endlessly? No, not that case. Something <coughs> harming you, no? then you have to judge that harm, harm for helpful for the person, for yourself, for others, or not. No, if you're harming someone, you, then you're letting them do, then you're giving them opportunity to create more problem. Does that make sense? Some people say no. He's saying that you need to judge carefully what the other person is doing. If what they're doing actually is bringing harm to you, to oh, others, okay. or to themselves, then you shouldn't permit it. You have yeah. to step in and try to find some way to prevent that harm from occurring. Yeah. But then you say you need to excuse it. So some kinds of harm we need to excuse, but sometimes some kinds some of harm we don't. Mm. Let's say... The child, okay? The child. Mm. Break mother's favorite thing. Mm. You know? Then she said, today I'm going to give you excuse, okay? Next time you break, then I'm going to give big, big punishment. Mm. That's what the, that kind of you have to excuse me. Today you've done wrong, it's okay with me, but don't do that. You're going to build up your bad habit. That the result, then you have to suffer. Therefore, you should change, hmm. okay? okay? Today is one did me, I'm giving you forgiveness. Hmm. That's good. But in some Buddhist texts, such as, you know, Shantideva's text, yeah. there's a very famous philosophical and devotional text of the seventh century written by a monk and scholar named Shantideva, um, usually translated as the introduction to the Bodhisattva path. The Bodhisattva is a Buddhist practitioner. Um, very famous text in the Tibetan tradition, and Rinpoche relies on it a lot, and I've studied it a lot over the past 30 years myself. Shantideva in his chapter 6 on patience, mm. as you know, and also in chapter 8, says that we should allow others to harm us as much as they want. We should give our bodies to them. We should become their slaves. If they want to cut us, if they want to harm us, we should let them do whatever they want without retaliation. Is, isn't that a little bit extreme, do you think? It sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like giving excuses one after another nonstop. Not like the mother who said, this time I will forgive you, but <coughs> next time don't. And also, Shantideva doesn't seem to be 
in entering there some kind of judgment about whether or not the person's activity is harmful in the larger sense. He just seems to want to tolerate any kind of abuse. Yeah? It's not, he's not letting you abuse and attack advantage from him. No. He's not. This is the difficulties, you know, we call the practice called Tonglen practice. Tonglen practice means giving, give away your, you know, and the take in mean, or no, take others suffering uh, problems, misdeeds, the defilement into you, then give away your fortune, your virtues, your happiness, your joy for others. Why that level? You have to if you have reached that kind of level, then it's okay to practice. Otherwise, not like me, try to you know, to let's say somebody comes to give me your arm, I'm not ready. You know? You're not ready to give <laughs> up your arm? <laughs> you, uh, no? Uh, you're now you're going to cause me problems. <laughs> All right? I try to try just, okay, but Shanti Deva said I can give you a card. Then later realize it's how painful. I'm not get the level. So yeah, Shanti Deva talking about we call the Buddhist thought. Buddhist is the practitioner at high level who has really have deep and uh, uh, sharp compassion, love, cares others. So they are not noticing. They think another this way. Think mothers who good mothers who cares her only child. No, she doesn't cares anything she have to spend for this benefit with the child. She'll spend whatever she needs to need for her to child. If she's, the child is suffering, she really rather choose to take, if she has chances, opportunity, she want to take the child suffering into her. Mm. That was how deep, how concerned she had loved her child. Mm. They similarly, Buddhists are thought, notice the heart level, all beings are really suffering under the control of emotions. So that emotion, that compassion gives them, you know, they don't care their life. That not mean that care. That's really the gives as a, I would say, give as a, as a what called the generosity, mm -hmm. in order to fulfill this others' purposes. But have to be level. Otherwise, I can tell the one of them with us, uh, Disciple, we call Shariputara. Shariputara. One, he is, Shariputara is, we call Theravadan, in, in, in Theravadan practitioner. But Giret, Giret, you know, had deep love, compassion. Then one non Buddhist teacher came to him, asked. He came to him, mm. and he asked him, Shariputara. Shariputara entered to the non-Buddhist. The non-Buddhist teacher mm. asked him, mm. Shariputara, could you give me your right arms? I need the special to, to do special ceremonies. Okay. Or oh, some kind of ritual ceremony ritual to ceremony. offer an arm oh, yeah, to I a need the arm, human arm, arm. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yeah. Then Shariputara said, oh, yes. And he gave no. Now he have to hand it. I can hear. Hmm? He give, he cut off. Cut off the arm. Um, then he hand it. 
He handed it to him with the left hand. The left hand. Take it off. Uh, mm. Then he said, how being you mean to me, you are handing me the left hand. In India, the left hand is dirty. You use it for things that are dirty. And you don't reach out to someone with the left hand. So Sariputra cuts off his right hand in response to this man and gives it to him with the left hand. The man says, you are so rude. Rude to me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that means he's cut off. How can he give him? But then Sariputra gets a little bit discouraged, you know? <laughs> discouraged. Yes. How, how can I work for the benefit of all sentient beings? Even I'm not able to satisfy one being, okay? So I want to give up my Buddhist way of life. He give up Buddhist way of life. Even his practitioner, mm. you are not rich there, you are not supposed to give him. Mm. When you get there, then they was talking, okay, give away. Even you read the Buddha's story, you know, the Jataka. The, life, the Buddha Love, told stories Buddha. about his previous lives called previous Jataka lifetime. tales. He gives away his wife, his children, he, his body, his head, his arm, his, his eye, everything gives him. Why he giving? He doesn't like, he doesn't love his own body, own life, own family, own child. Love, but he noticed bigger, more important to giving away benefits more people than one. Actually, those people are probably, according to Buddhism, they have probably they have a connection, good connection, each other to help to speed up their enlightenment and help others. For us, thing give way, let's say the you know, the Shanti was talking, give you know, the, we could we we say that give our child or not somebody someone else, mm. then we say how mean to them now the child give no. Mm. That's different. The Buddhist Atoy, each anything you doing, they have purpose. Benefiting for others. Mm. Not doing nothing, you know. So therefore when Buddhist Atoy reach there, there how let's say this another thing when we get under the control of anger. When we anger, we did nothing you notice, you know. Important thing, we break, and we get angry, we yell other, we hit other, we didn't. Even sometimes then we suicide. We kill ourselves sometimes. Why? Not mean, do we don't, don't love our life? Of course we love. But under the control of the anger, not noticing valuable. The similarly, Buddhist thoughts, under the control of love and the compassion. You understand? Mm -hmm. How we are done with anger, they similarly Buddhist Sato have under, con completely, 100% control their life, compassion. Mm. So therefore then they, anything the other need, they give away the hand, arm, uh, so on, so on. Okay, but well I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Good. But just an to introduce the term, if some of you aren't familiar with the term bodhisattva, it's a term that refers to a, a practitioner of the Buddhist religion who is motivated by the desire to achieve enlightenment so that they can best serve other beings. The idea is motivated by compassion, that you see living beings are suffering and you aim for what the Buddhists call is enlightenment. But you aim for enlightenment not because you want to be free from suffering yourself, but because you think the qualities of enlightenment can best serve other beings. So Bodhisattva is a religious practitioner who is motivated by the desire to serve. If the Bodhisattva in his or her love, will even give away their own children. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think you really responded to the issue of what about the children? What if the child is not a bodhisattva? And the child says, no, dad, don't give me away. You are a bodhisattva, but I'm not. Keep me at home. Isn't the child hurt by that action? That child, uh, this, what the bodhisattva and Buddha playing role, we do not know. Not we can't understand their we, we do not motivation. Know exactly what, not motivation. They, they have the, the child. One took the in a reincarnation being child. One being her, her father. One being mother. They're playing just like a playing a drama. Do you understand? Back and forth. Back and forth. For us, it looks like that he doesn't care, but not me. But what is child actually directly helping him to? of his practice. The, this is helping the child? The child also helping. So even if the child is complaining? Yeah. I'll tell the one story okay, in, in Buddha Jataka. The former life stories of the Buddha. Former life story. One uh, Buddha's former life, he was uh, as a Buddhist then here practicing uh, uh, the, what called the uh, generosity, being peace. Then he gives well, he gives him on a, uh, he gives on a, uh, in a, everything's the huge. Then he advises whoever you know, have the teachings, you know, give me teaching, then I'll give you my half of the kingdom, and whatever you need, I can give him. Is this the Prince Vesantara story? When he Vesantara, was a prince? I don't know the yes. Vesantara was the, yes. in story one of the. Then uh, one we call the Brahma, the yogi came to you know, Luglagna. Beggar comes, uh, I have the teachings. You know? I have the teachings. Then, uh, and, uh, then if, you, if you let me you know, eat your wife, your children, then I'll give him. So he. He decided to give, like, let them to eat. Do you understand? Do you all mostly get this story? Yeah? yeah? Not yeah. yet finished, but, but they're not. Uh, some, some people not understanding. Shall, do you want to keep going, or shall I give a brief summary? Brief summary. Brief summary. So Buddha in a former life was a prince, and he told stories about his former lifetime. And he was very eager to get religious teachings, religious teachings that could help him transform himself spiritually. And he announced in the world, anyone who can offer me spiritual teachings, I will give you whatever I have. I'll give you my wealth, my house, my car, my children. And so uh, one man came to him, said, I can offer you some special precious spiritual teachings, but in exchange you must give you, me your wife and children so I can eat them. I'm hungry, <laughs> and you can satisfy me. So, so then, then everything is in there. He lets you know, it all... People, minister, if you don't, don't like, but he gave me. Did then he give them up? Give, no, he, no he, he let them to take him. No. He, he let the Brahma take? To, to eat, to take. And he ate them? Yeah. Mm. Seized, he ate them. Mm. Then the Brahma comes again you know, in another physical. When you get any regret or uh, pity for them, regret, regret. He asks Buddha? No, the Buddha I asked the Buddha The Buddha to be in a former lifetime yeah. asked him, "Don't you have regret for what you did?" No. Oh. No, I don't reg uh, reg get regret. Then he told, 
how do I know you don't get regret? Your lovely wife gone, your, you know, your son gone. How can be you don't feel regret? Then he said, if I really don't have regret from my heart, I give zeal from my open heart, may they come back. Like to put the truth there. If I don't have regret, may they come back now. Yeah. If I give from my heart openly the generosity, give them. Oh, if I gave it openly yeah. without regret, may they, they come back that. now. Yeah. And? And then back. They came back. Back. So that's karma. Kind of, we do not know what real them. That's karma, did you say? That's not karma. Uh, what did you say? We do not know no. that mm. kind of, you know, Buddhists mm. uh, are playing the role. Mm. So he was saying before that the Bodhisattva, who's very high level spiritually, who can give away even their own body and their own children, if the child is complaining, it's not the kind of complaining that we would think about. He mentioned the karmic connection between the child and parent. People at this high level, the ones they surround themselves with are connected to them across lifetimes. Back and forth, like playing a drum, left, right, left, right. They take turns changing places across lifetimes. This lifetime, it's parent and child. Other lifetime, different relationship. So what we see as, oh, the precious child of this one parent being taken away, it's not so simple. There's a much larger context, and yeah. we can't understand we it. We really based upon self-concern, mm. important me. They really based upon important others. Mm. That makes important giving way is open the world, the peace, bring peace. Listen. Mm. Buddha reached enlightenment. Then now is in how many beings, Indian beings are, you know, enjoying and getting benefit from his teaching. Mm. If he stay at the in the kingdom with the his family, what he, he become powerful king few years, mm. then gone, finish. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like a, like a, like someone Ashoka, that's kind of name left, nothing mm. there. He was the great emperor of that's India. It, yeah, that's, that's it. But giving them now his effort, his compassion, his love, his cares, other, that gives us opportunity. Mm. You understand? Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you another question about forgiveness. Yeah. Is that okay? Some yeah. more. Okay. In our culture, we talk often about the need to forgive ourselves yeah. because oftentimes we feel we have made mistakes in the past yeah. or we have weaknesses or we have some bad qualities in our own mind. Yeah. And we feel that we need to forgive ourselves because otherwise we will carry with us a burden, yeah, yeah. a heavy burden of guilt yeah. and shame. Yeah. Do you see from your perspective a need for self-forgiveness? Do you think that's a valuable practice, self-forgiveness? Self-forgiveness is, I think, maybe depend the motivation. Yeah. Please uh, say more. Self-forgiveness no, depends upon the motivation. Mm. Yeah. If you really feel from your truly you've done something wrong, you don't want to do next time, then you're giving forgiveness yourself. You understand? You mean if you sincerely are concerned that your behavior is harmful, 
and you have an intention not to repeat it in the future, yeah. then you forgive your past action, but you're not forgiving future actions. You're oh, no. having a determination not yeah. to repeat it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, there were things this in that uh, it's go land goes away. I was thinking before <laughs> something. Mm. Um, repeat this question, then maybe come back. What do you see value in self-forgiveness? Do you think it's important for us to forgive ourselves? Does that seem like a Oh, that's not what, in a, in a not do next, in Buddhism we call this not regret. Mm. Yeah. You did something wrong, you don't need to re, not the, the forgiveness, you just feel regret. 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 Mm. The regret, the best uh, weapon to, you know, purify what you have done past. To purify your past negativities. Negativity. Regret is the best tool. The best weapon. tool to cut. Mm. Then, the next one we call the commitment. Mm. What I have done, bad things. In the future, even I have to sacrifice my life, I'm not going to let happen that kind of bad negative activities. Mm. There's two. Have you not? Regret and Commitment and determination. Then, third, where is coming the rigor, the the work the the work the back activities, mm -hmm. bad activities you done two ways, with Buddha, with living beings. Right? I'm not sure what you mean. Buddha or the God disrespectful, that you get done bad. A bad action. Oh, you mean if you do some disrespectful or bad thing toward Buddha or God? That's God. one category, but one toward category. other living beings is another category. And you're category. disrespectful with other sentient beings. Hmm. Now, that's one you have to deal with this, with those. Okay? You, you don't have to deal with Buddha or God? Yeah, I have to deal with them. I'm, I'm hmm. trying to explain that. I don't know. I cannot put in shortly, invariably. I have to go a long way because my limitation of the, you know, or called the uh, English. So with Buddha action, how can we purify? You have done bad action with Buddha, with the God. Take refuge to them. Take refuge. Yeah, refuge them. I go under your refuge. I follow. Please forgive me. Yeah. Do you all know take refuge? It's a Buddhist formula, but the idea means to sort of going under your uh, protection. Uh, protection. I accept their superior that grace. Way you get power. The, the pure power, the misdeed you have done with connection to Buddha or God. Hmm. Now, the you done misdeed or wrong deed with connection to others, then you have compassion. Uh, general, altruistic man, you know, the Buddhist, the man of Buddha. To generate what they call bodhicitta, which is an altruistic intention to serve others. The altruistic intention, take care of all bad action you done, have done with the connection to the sentient being. Oh, so if you've harmed another sentient being, yeah. you should generate strong compassion and a yeah. wish to serve. Yeah. And that will purify Pure. the negative force of that action. Yeah. Okay. That's three, right? Then fourth, then any you do spiritual activity like uh, uh, prayers, meditation, mantra recitation, that for or you apply, according to in Buddhism, you cannot find any misdeed which is not able to purify. Mm. 
Or we can purify all kinds of all misdeeds kinds, yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. What does it mean to purify? Purify means killing. Clear. Clear way. Clear way. Yeah. How? And don't have to suffer later. But I thought the Buddhist law of karma says that if we create some negative deed, we must experience some negative result. But experience, it depends. You are, let's say you, are, you have a, the, even this, their law, you've done this karma. Kind of, mm. Even you experience something not, something you've done, headache. The headache takes care of all those. Oh, so the headache is itself the kind of fruition or the result of Oh, the result of it. Take care of it. Right Little there. bit. But you have to get something, but not really. You've done very bad. You, know? you don't have to get suffered that I mean, if you do something really bad, steal a lot of money or kill someone or harm them, yeah. you can eliminate all the negative force of that just, if you just by generating compassion. Yes, I mean, if you done with the, uh, the, with the true practice, you know, mm. true from your heart, mm. done according to maybe, I don't know, you know, or not in the India, during Buddha's lifetime, you have the person called Angulimala. Mm. Angulimala means who, you know, makes the thumbs maladism. He made a rosary of the fingers of other living beings whom he had killed. And he chopped them off and put each finger on what the rosary. What happened here? Then, and uh, he's a wrong teacher he made. The teacher told him, if you kill 1,000 people, then make this anguli, then you'll be going to reach enlightenment. He was very intelligent student, very smart. He thought it's not it's wrong, no? but he cannot see teacher wrong. Then he said, it's not, it's, um, it's difficult for me to do. No? Then the teacher gets you know, kind of you know, next uh, black magic. No? So he becomes his man, carries it. So he ran. In one week, that, that also with the teacher, in one week, you kill 1,000. Then he did, you know, in one week, except 999, he got, not left one. He did not find him, people were having difficulties, so the <laughs> one week he didn't get, then his mother feel pity for her child, son. So she tried to bring something for him, then he said, oh, now I don't have any choice, maybe I'll take my mom. mom. Then, then suddenly appears Buddha like an ordinary monk there. Then he said, aha, now I can get this one. He lived, you know? He tried to write to get, catch Buddha. He not able to catch up. You know? It's a famous story. Yeah. 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 Then Buddha, then he called, hey guys, where did they are? Why are you running away? Then Buddha, there's, there's not Buddha, the Buddha work with the the Buddha magically transformed magical himself into a monk, so the monks. Angulimala could not recognize him. He was just some random monk, and he shifts from his mother to this guy, I'll kill this one. But it was the Buddha who had transformed his body magically. And he's running away, and Angulimala, who's very fast, is trying to chase him. He's but the Buddha's faster. But you're not him. Then his step monk said, I'm not running, you're, you're running. How can be I'm running? You're running. No, I'm here, you're running. What you mean, you know? comes his mind. Then he, he asks, could you explain me how I'm running? Then Buddha say, you are running under the control of the anger, ignorance. I'm free from this. 
then he feel really regret. He feel and become Buddha disciple. Then he applied this what I talk about from his heart. Even he got killed 999 99. He achieved arahatship. Arahatship means little high. He's free from himself from the uh, bondage of suffering of sexual existence. He achieved a very high spiritual state in the Buddhist tradition, which they say is close to Buddhahood. You're completely free from being reborn in, due to forces of greed and hatred and ignorance. So he was chasing after this guy who had transformed himself as Buddha. I, I, Buddha was not running, was he? He was standing still? He stood standing, standing still. And Gulimala was running after him, but he couldn't catch up. That's right. I said Buddha was fast, but that was wrong. He was actually standing still. And this man was running after him, but he couldn't get there. Like, no matter how far he ran, he couldn't get there. And he said, why are you running? He said, I'm not running. I'm standing still. Like a dream. You are the one running in your mind. Yeah? Yeah. And then out of, so he became a disciple of the Buddha. Yeah. And then he generated strong uh, compassion. Arahatship. Uh, but how, how? How did he purify all that negativity? Yes, I told him. Through regret, commitment, practice, patience with the day. And compassion. Yeah. So he practiced all of those. Regret yeah. for his action, commitment not to repeat them, mantra recitation and prayers, and strong compassion for all living beings. And this through that, he purified it. Yes, Kamex, so and I want to let you know, no? don't feel yourself regret. Don't feel yourself, I cannot do it. No? This human life has the qualities. If you want to change, you can change. You can make yourself valuable. Don't go under the control of this, the work of the depression. Don't go under the control of the laziness. Make determination. Don't let the ego to become your boss. Try to become yourself the boss. If you become your own, your, yourself your own boss, you are not going to make the mistake. And you don't make mistake, and then you don't have to suffer. Now, we are running under the control of ego, how the Angulimala running under the control of ignorance. We are running under the control of ego, means strong sense of me. That strong sense of me then create the karma according to Buddhism. That karma result, then we have to suffer. That suffer, the karma, suffering what we have problem, not causing someone else, our own strong sense of ego, they call the ego. In the world, Chandideva again, Chandideva said, whatever, in the facing problem in yourself, your society, the world, is the result of the ego. What you are having, even you have little nice happiness, joy, that's the result of the cares of others. Even the hell beings have a little, sometimes a cool air. That's a result of the good karma. The beings in hell, hell yeah. beings who exist in painful situations, sometimes they can feel a cool breeze to briefly release the pains of hell, and that's a result of past good karma. Good karma. Then those, even the Buddhists who have little headache, that headache is a result of the bad karma. Mm -hmm. So the Buddha said, the karma is certain. Karma is certain in that, you know, the result get little bit. 
There must be some result. Not necessarily everything. You can change through the practice. Mm. I, I don't know if you heard exactly the Shantideva quote. It's a very famous quote, maybe chapter 8. Um, that all misery in the world, all pain within our own bodies, in our relationships, at a national level, war, all the kinds of suffering in the world, he says, are the result of ego. The result of self-cherishing is the word that they use. But all forms of happiness in the world, even a little bit of physical joy, relationship joy, national prosperity and things like that are all the result of cherishing others. Very simple, self-cherishing versus cherishing others. One is the source of happiness, the other the source of pain. Is, is it really the, that simple, do you think? This, this Porta Panjen Lama. The Porta Panjen Lama. Uh, he stated in the Guru Yoga practice, Rangi Chijin Gupa Kung Go, he said, this is Tibetan, okay? Don't have to worry. <laughs> no, not, I'm not speaking. Rangi Chijin Gupa Kung Yaman, Self-cherishing is the door for all decline. It's the door, the entrance for all Intern decline. door. Opens all the problems. The self-cherishing is just door for to bring all problems. Manam chizin yandam kunji go. Cares are the mother beings. This is the door for to bring all good qualities. That's it. Yeah, caring for other beings, although I will ask you to explain mother in a moment, but caring for all other beings is the door for all good qualities. What do you mean by mother being? According, yes, according to in Buddhism, we, Buddha said, you know, I can find, cannot find any beings who are never ever become your brother, sister, mother, spouse, enemies. Okay? Then I cannot find the place wherever you never ever beings. Mm. So mother means we become since beginning last time. Then think how we hundred times we take a rebirth. We have hundred parents, thousand thousand million million parents, trillion trillion. So since beginning last time, then we took more rebirth than the number of the centuries. Mm. So not even the. Once in Jensen being become many, many times mm. our parents. This is according to a Buddhist view of, Buddhist sort of view infinite of past lives. If we've had billions, trillions, infinite past lives, then infinite possibilities of relationship have transpired such that everyone you see in this room now was at one time your mother. And they say that um, we never fully repay the kindness of our mother. Mothers usually die without their children fully repaying their kindness. And the Buddhist attitude here is to say, here you are. Here are your mothers. Now's your opportunity. Mother is important, right? In in, in our present life, right? Past friend, first teacher, first uh, supporter, right? Who cares? Right? For we, us. We, yeah. For us, mm -hmm. we never ever meet. Other other friend comes later. Mothers, before you come in the world, you being friend with her. She gives you grow inside. Mother, womb, nine month, ten days. If you fully grow inside, who's going? Other parents are going to do that's why he's going to carry you all the other way. No, the mother did it. That's thinking how that same the same way when you become the when you in. 
considered enemy, that enemy become your mother at that time he or she killed the same way. In the, in the past. Past, in past, not talking in present. Now, then you're born, not, not born with cloth, with uh, education. You were born naked. 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 Uh, doesn't speak. She cares or take care of something. If you, she doesn't care, you are, we are not able to survive even one moment. During, like this today, yesterday you were born, call, you're going to die. Unless your mother cares for you yeah. in one day. And the mother cares, you will survive. And she not just only brings her throat there, but then she teaches how to eat, how to let's think. Who's going to let you pee on her, her <laughs> on her lap? Who will let you pee on her lap? On lap. It's <laughs> only a mother. You understand? <laughs> Peeing, other get angry. You are mean to me here, no? Mother. Hi, lovely, my child. I love it. He or she pee on my lap. So sweet. So the same way, no? The same way when our enemy become mother, at that time they care some. Understand? That's where we Buddhism think how important others. Now, let's say you. Now you don't speak now. Now you learn. I don't know what what language speaks to tell. Some kind. The matter. Wonderful. I'm learning. What are you learning? Nothing really. Being patient, you love the child. Therefore, you think I'm learning. Do you understand? How the mother being being child, that's why I think how important others. Then you really care others. Do you understand? This is just being how being kind kind to me, thinking yourself, not others. Then mother gives let's say the same thing repeat hundred times. But if you repeat with your other parent, same things, nonsense, repeat 10 times, you are feeling going to get tired. I don't have time to listen to your senseless, the sense going to go, no? Then, oh, then what? Next. <laughs> no, no, no. The, mother? You know, mother become teacher. teacher huh? Best teacher. She teach you how to act. How to read, how to write, how to go to school, so become best teacher. Until in 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 your case, until high school, you depend mothers, right? Then after high school, then free. So then still mother not give up the child. Now she cancer child education. Okay, education get the PhD. She n is still not give up. Now she's concerned to child to give marriage. Marriage. Yeah. Marriage. Not that then not. Then now she's old, lost her physical being. She's not able to speak very well. She cares the child. 
Now, I don't know, no, no, I, I want to, I'm not, when I'm going to die, I'm not sure. I want to live my, my you know, will. My belongings go to my child. Mm. Other, other parents going to do it? Other parents. No. Mm. no. So that's the same done, other things. When you stand, what we think, think stranger, the stranger become our mother at that time, he or she, according to their work, their, their uh, capacity, capacity mm. and uh, their financial, whatever. You know. well, the financial resources. Resources. Yes. So that's the way in Buddhism, what's called the how we others being important, you know, like think mother, because mother we know exactly how she take care of us. They similarly other than that kind of what you have to develop the love we can really how the mother love the one child. That level of love you really ex, you know, sh share with all sentient beings then you real love. You understand? That mother who really love the child, no matter what that child does, you care, you know? You understand? Mm. That's, the, that's the way we would say the mother we're talking about this. And even if you happen not to believe in past lives, if you just try it as a little imaginative experiment, just to imagine that many of your friends or many people in a room were once your mother's, who treated you so kindly as he expressed and so selflessly and you thought for a moment, what if these beings in my life now were my mothers and now is my chance to repay that kindness? It's a profound vision of life to have, a sense of connection with others and a sense of, of warmth and intimacy and care and commitment. There is a good relationship between mother and the child and now the negative way we talk. If there's a good relationship, <laughs> then, then we can think this way. Some Americans have trouble with this view Not of things. <laughs> Therefore, they replace it with grandmother. <laughs> uh, now, the now, child mostly not mostly complained by child. But the child, my mom, I don't like at all. She mean to me. First thing, uh, who give the speech to, you to blame her? How did you learn the words and to, to blame, blame her? her? She taught you the words. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Then think that your mother really have chose to scold you or not. Have what? Choice. 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 Mm -hmm. Choice to scold you or uh, not scold. Mm. Do you understand? She has some financial problem. Mental problem. Then that means she doesn't love, you know? She, under the control of her anger. And her particular circumstances. Particular circumstances. Mm. Then you are expecting my mother should love me. Mm. She doesn't care herself. How can she care others? So if she has a very difficult situation with, let's say, an abusive spouse or something like that, and she can't really even take care of herself because of her own difficult circumstances, and yet you're expecting her to love you. It's an unreasonable expectation. I can, she can, yes. You understand? This Shantideva argument, mm. okay, the, let's say, mother, you say, mother abused me, okay? Mother abused me physically. Shantideva, carefully, now, Shantideva, this, 
Indian scholar we talk a little, she argues or she gives us, he gives us advice. Think honestly, okay? She abused, which one harming me? They are direct cause or indirect cause. You understand me? They are causing her to, she physically uh, abuse you with the stick. She beat you with the stick. Beat the stick. It broke your arm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Now you get angry with her. Then you think, which one really broke my arm? Their mother or the stick? <laughs> which, which? The stick. I, I, the answer will give me <laughs> the stick. Now, why you don't get angry with the stick? Why get angry with her? Do you understand? Do you understand? Then you say, no, I'm not stupid. Yes, and you are, uh, stick doesn't have any, any choice. Mother did it. Huh? The same. Mother doesn't have choice. Done with her anger. Do you understand? Not she's, if she's angry. She doesn't have any choice. Her anger, how she used the stick, the similarly, the anger used her. Then yell, you break down. Real, what's the real, what could they, the cause? cause is not the mother, not the stick. Real cause the anger. Anger, you cannot change with anger. You understand? You cannot stop fire with adding more fuel. How can you stop now? And you want to stop the fire, you have to use the horse. Should I? If possible. If not possible, then try to run away. This <laughs> similarly, you know, the mother, you work with them. Change, you cannot change. You learn how to love her. When you need, she done. When she need, you stay away, then whose fault? Her fault or child fault? You understand me? That one, I want to give you those who especially here I have any student who really sometimes have problem with parents. The parents think that they really parents being how should they uh, not good to you and your enemy not being not good to you, big difference. Parent intention is different. Enemy really from their heart want to destroy your life. Parents, case, they are not destroying your life. They really try to make you, you know, knowledgeable, intelligent, good person. Do you understand? Motivation, big differences. But then we don't want to hear this, you know. Yes. Okay, then I'll go. <laughs> Sorry, no, this, this is my problem. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think time-wise, we, we should maybe, if you have any concluding comments to make, then we can open to some questions. Concluding comments, I think maybe my conclu <laughs> conclusion. That it. Then these, uh, I want to really, many people these days having problem the economic. The economy. Fears. Lots of fear. And uh, depression, mm -hmm. and blaming others. Those are 
if you're blaming others, your depression, your worrying is not going to solve the problem. Really, you care. Really, you want to solve the problem, stand yourself stronger, make great effort, keep yourself more, how should I say, uh, stand yourself in good condition, not get depressed, not get worried about. Worrying mean here, not mean you worrying is two ways. When worrying, you're causing your problem not good. Worrying, if you worry, then you make effort. That effort is going to change, you know. Not let's say you're, you're worrying about going to lose job. They're going to lose job, they're worrying not going to keep your job. <laughs> right? If worrying keeps your job, then you should worry them. Right? <laughs> 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 So why have to worry? Worrying not going to solve, no? So really make effort. Therefore, again, Shanti Deva said, something is changeable, don't have to worry about it. Something is not changeable, what is the useful worrying about it? Yeah, he says if you can solve the problem, then solve it. If you can't solve it, then why, what's the problem? Why worry about it, you know? This is important, no? Job lose, you cannot do it. That man just learn to find another job. If not fun, it takes time, you know. You, that shows we depend upon others. Your karma, your knowledge, your own effort, your own capabilities. If you have the, all these qualities, this world is just hungry to get you. You being lazy, just worrying me, get the job, no one wants you. Do you understand? That's you have to keep the, learn. We do not know how long we are going to live in the world. If you don't enjoy your life today, something happens tomorrow, what is the use to worry about it? You learn day by day, week by, month by, year by, just love yourself, enjoy your life, Cares others. That's to have to learn, live with, you know, with love, with belief, reasonable belief. Reasonable belief. Oh. Yeah. Not blind belief. Mm. Okay? Just use intelligent belief, I mean. Okay? Mm. So that's the way I want to. And you important how this life is important. Do you understand? If, life, if we have chance to choices, Yep, and a better one, then let's uh, go with this and restore. Then we do not know what's going to happen next. Do you understand? Yes, being who were doing the crazy thing, killing others, and, uh, doing this thing, that was really under the control of the ignorance. You are being here, the excellent human being, then you learn how to get benefit from this life. The benefit, as I told, take care of others, love yourself. Enjoy your life. Then you do us prayer. If you believe in God, whatever, whoever you believe, you important. His Lama always tells him that just keep, no, believe your own religion. Respect others. You understand? Your faith important for you. Your mother important for you. 
No, your belief for important for you. My belief important for me. But that not mean my belief, my religion important. You are not important. No, no? Therefore, we learn how to respect others. That belief, then we are all meaningful. Then in the world, really we are enjoying the, what they, what they, what going to ha happen here. No, you understand? Mm. Otherwise, blaming is not going to. World not going to change. You understand? Yeah. So that's my message. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>